Hello, and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join our host, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, or KP, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to show support by giving a like, follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word, and thank you for being part of our community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's animation communication episode. And by this week, it's not this week because I'm doing two in a row in two days. But you don't know that because you're from the future. So I'm, um, if this is your first time listening for some reason, I'm I Love Kim Possible a lot, a lot. Um, and I'm Tai Chi. does too. YouTube things on the internet. Wait, 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 Tai. I'll get to you. <laughs> Anyway, um, so uh, as people have been listening to the pod in the last couple of weeks know, uh, my co-host Riddle is on a health break, so I've just been dragging various team members to co-host with me because I have anxiety. So, um, you know, it's just great. Um, so with me this week is Ty. So uh, Ty is one of my, with him and Anthony are the head editors currently, so they um, keep track of the children and give feedback on people's renders and renders are just like, you know, a rendered video. So the work in progress work essentially, um, you know, and you know, that kind of thing. So um, Ty, take it away. Tell tell the world about you. Legendary co-host. I've never messed up a podcast. Because he hasn't done a podcast. Exactly. I've never messed up a podcast. Exactly. I've never done a podcast that I haven't messed up yet either. Well, you, you did mess up because we had technical difficulties in the beginning, so you can't you can't say that anymore. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, because we're we're doing some some backlog episodes, there's no no news this this week because we cover all the news um, yesterday essentially. But you don't know it was yesterday; it was like last week. But yeah, Queen of England died. That's not really relevant for animation, but that's still a thing that happened and Rick and Morty a hundred years and the season six episode or season season six of Rick and Morty just dropped so um and by just dropped didn't just drop but you know what I mean so that was neat and uh yeah watch the last episode if you want more uh Queen of England memes like well we don't really do memes but you know the internet is is doing tons of memes anyway so anyway um so we have a little change of pace. Um, so we usually do like people in the animation industry and like content creators. And this is kind of content creation, but not really. So um, I have two reps from the Battle of Gem Ponies um, Kickstarter original game who are here. And they're going to talk about, you know, developing original uh, media and that kind of fun stuff. So um, do you, who wants to go in? First, who wants, how do you guys want to do your introductions? Well, word up. I'm Tony Yotes. I am, I'll say, the head honcho is the proper official term for leading the game development team here, Yotes Games. And now we're going by Yotes Mark. And with me is Sayaru, the lead programmer, the developer developer, right? The one behind all the code and magic that makes it all run. And <laughs> yeah, between the two of us working on this thing every day, like a game is happening before our very eyes. It's very magical. But I too have also never messed up a podcast. This is my very first one. 
Okay, I'm surprised. Um, are you like, or well, it'll probably be closer once it's ready to release, as far as just like the general like press kind of, you know, vibe. But you know, you guys have work in progress footage, and that's a lot more than you know other Kickstarters or people who are like, I want to make a thing. I'm just like, no, got go do it first, and then then I'll give you your money. So you know, you guys are do. Congratulations on the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. I was even just reading a, a comment on that earlier today. Uh, we just re- uploaded a video about one year later, the Battle Jump Ponies Kickstarter. Where are they now, right? And one of the like the most heartwarming comments on there is like, oh, most Kickstarters just like go quiet after we give them the money. And then there's just nothing for years. And then the game somehow comes out, but like way later, at least we're talking about it on a regular basis. So we try to do an update every two weeks at least. And then like random posts on social media, like, oh, here's the thing we worked on. And anyone who's like backed the project has access to our Discord where we have literal daily posts of everything we worked on that day. So it's like a backlog of just like, oh, here, here's this texture we did. Oh, here's the sprite that we made. Or here's the sound effect we worked on. And oh, look, we made this entire level here to test this feature. And it's just... We want to show people like the process of building something up from the ground. So uh, my first question, are, are you there yet? <laughs> oh, <we've>, <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I have Imagine like climbing the tallest mountain, right? You're climbing this mountain for like a decade straight and like, oh, you finally like reach this nice little peak. You take a big breath and look around. It's so amazing. But then, like, you look mm-hmm. all the way behind you and you see there's an even bigger mountain. Like, you still aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting oh. it. I was, ex- sorry, I was expecting the twist to be like a stone falls off and you fall or something. Oh, actually, <laughs> that's a funny story about that. <laughs> you tell. Battle Jump Ponies, like, started development way, way back. I'm talking, like, December of 2014. Right, and I worked on this thing as a solo project for years and years. I got to like 2017. This is after like I showed it at a couple Brony cons, and like things are picking up. I put it on Steam Greenlight back when that was a thing, and there was like hype building up. Like, oh my gosh, we're like about to finish this game, and then you know, <laughs> silly me, didn't back anything up to the cloud. Oh no! All right. The game was already finished pretty much and you just didn't back it up. It was at the point where I just needed to make levels and just like grind out all the animations and I'd have a game, but Oh Oh, man, that's that's painful. Yeah. Like I feel your pain and I know like nothing about, you know, developing these kind of things. Like I can I can tell you how to animate your sprites and that's about it. That's that's my knowledge. (laughs) Imagine the pain of like you spent like hundreds of hours in this video game, right? And then little brother comes and deletes all the progress. (laughs) That reminds me of that kind of feeling times a billion, right? That is just losing everything for Battle Jump Ponies, a corrupt computer. It made me swear off MacBooks that were old, like planned obsolescence. Ah. But ah, it was it was tough times. We don't talk about 2018. <laughs> but you know, oh. since then, we built it from scratch. This time with help, with very talented friends, and now the game is looking bigger and better than ever. I have more experience this time around, mm-hmm. right? So let's just try to finish what we started here. Basically, <laughs> a food fight, but good. 
Hey, someone's gonna make an HD remix of that eventually. Like. This reminds me of oh, yeah. this uh, like sort of joke from Chowder where they're like doing this Benjamin Helps and it's like at last the roof goes on and nothing can go wrong. Oh no, it all went wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. So why don't we start at the top as far as like so so what is a battle gems ponies um and you know what I I, I this is the horse pod this is a horse podcast episode so everyone has a horse background even even Ty over there has a horse background too which is like a little odd because you know a lot of the the KP editors these days are just like I like cartoons what's in My Little Pony I don't know what Discord is I like talking on Discord so um. <laughs> You know, so why don't you, uh, why don't you guys explain like what the game is, your influences? I know you you talk about it in the Kickstarter, but like let's pretend no one watched the Kickstarter trailer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with like repeating everything too because this is one of those things. Where, like, of course you never heard of it. We're like we're a tiny microscopic speck here in the gaming industry. There's like hundreds of games released every day, right? So this one here was spawned from an idea I had way back before I even knew how to make games. This is like. We're talking like middle school, high school age me sitting around looking at things like Pokemon Uranium and realizing for the first time that video games are made by people, right? They aren't just like these mysterious boxes that like exist in Japan and they just come out magically when the time is right, right? No, like people sit around and like make them happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then... (laughs) So after seeing Pokemon Uranium, that was like, okay, I need to learn this programming thing so i can make like my own pokemon game how cool is that and then nintendo will hire me then all my dreams will come true so uh, like i start taking java classes i'm a little overachiever like trying to just figure this stuff out and then in my spare time i'm working on this fan game for pokemon i've got this little sprite walking around in eight directions i'm coding it like in c plus plus is the hard way to do things and it's just a very like rudimentary primitive prototype of what making a game is like. And it was enough to make me realize this is way harder than I thought. So I need to take a step back and make like several practice games first. So that's what I did. I started learning like Unity and just making a whole bunch of different mobile games, really small scale, just to figure out like different aspects of game development, different little mechanics that would eventually evolve into like a full blown big old RPG. And then after I released like a different pony game called Unicorn Training, which like surprisingly a lot of people know me for that, but I released that game in like 2014. And then immediately after I'm like, I finally get to do it. And this time I have like some new inspiration because I played this game called Ponymon Dawn and Dusk. So that's like a ROM hack of Pokemon Fire Red, but they replaced all the Pokemon characters with little ponies from the show. And they evolve into like bigger versions of themselves, like Philly Twilight turns into Gala Twilight by the end. And that just made me think, like, what if somebody took this idea all the way, like full blown, like indie game, serious, like an entire RPG made from the ground up about ponies acting as the Pokemon. So I started getting to work on that. And then, you know, I shortly realized, you know, after the whole fighting is magic thing, oh, you know what, actually... (laughs) Yeah, pretty dangerous. I could do all this work and then it'll all get taken down, right? Um, so why don't you explain what that is for people who aren't aware of what you're referencing? 
So Fighting is Magic is this My Little Pony fighting game, right? It started off as like, was it a meme on 4chan or like Reddit or something? I don't somebody know. This was, was posting, before my time. <laughs> yeah. So this is like somebody made mock-ups of like, oh, look, ponies in a fighting game. How hilarious is that? But then like those developers actually took it serious and like started working on it in this like very primitive fighting game engine. So the end results of that look so good. Like it inspired me like to this day, like I still follow that dev team. And I like, I chatted with the, the president of that company once and it's just, it's amazing seeing how like real this game look. These look like the actual like characters from the show animated just like they look in the show, but like, Applejack is like tossing Twilight around and like Pinkie Pie shooting cannons and Rainbow Dash is like doing kit combos and it's crazy. And it's this super cool, highly polished game that gets taken down by Hasbro because they're like, you know, this is looking a little too real. You're looking a little too familiar right now. We don't want kids seeing all this. Our beloved characters punching each other's lights out. So they have to stop that. But then even like Lauren Faust herself saw this game and was like, these guys are freaking like magicians, dude game development rules i'll help you guys out and she goes and develops like new characters for them to use so they don't gotta worry about the copyright thing anymore she writes a new story some lore a world for them and now they have this like this beautiful thing going with them's fighting herds and i think that was the first kickstarter i ever donated to and that was just that really set me off on this course of like okay like friends can get together and make a thing happen and it'll be way better than what i could do alone and it's just, oh, imagine having a programmer help me out. Oh, my goodness. Look at, what we, look at what we could accomplish. And so Battle of Jump Ponies has turned into a team effort since then. Is that the origin story for Sayaryu? Sayaryu? Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I have kind of, yeah, I have an origin story. Um, I don't know if it's as eventful as what we just heard, but sure. I'm sure everyone in the world has heard of this thing called COVID. Um, and it caused everybody to work from home for a very long time. And at the time, I was working at Universal Studios. And they cut back our time to 80%. So on the fifth day, when we didn't have to work, because we only work four days a week, I would study Unity. And about two months of that, I sort of got bored with reading books, taking online tutorials, doing online classes, that sort of thing. So Tony, who was in our uh, little friends group, just reached out to him and was like, hey, can I work on your game? I need goals and directions and something mm -hmm. that helps me understand that what I'm learning is actually valuable. So then joined the team and then I worked with him on that fifth day a week. And then I would say... Later on in that year, I had a two-week vacation from Universal Studios because my PTO was about to run out. So I spent the entire two weeks working on Battle Gem Ponies with the Yotes. And when I say the entire two weeks, I want to say the first wow. week I put in <laughs> 80 to 85 hours. And the second uh -huh. week was like 70 to 75 hours. And if we went two weeks back before that, I worked 60 hours at Universal. <laughs> so we're talking like we're getting into burnout level of hours here. But by, by the end of those two weeks, though, I wasn't burned out. I was excited to do more. I wanted to do more. So I put my two weeks notice in uh, when I came back from that vacation. And then ever since that October, like, that to I've been working full time with like the how alluring game development is. 
because it, it doesn't feel like a typical job. Like you could even work in the gaming industry and then work on your own thing on the side. That thing on the side you could do forever, but work would like tire you out. You get sick of that eventually. But I'm over mm-hmm. here like almost a decade deep into making indie games and it just, I could do this forever. Like I don't want to stop. I want to be like ancient and still doing this. And it is just, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you're just building something that matters. I hear that. <laughs> um, and that's, yeah, that's a lot of the reason, like, what, um, again, on the podcast where we talk about, like, you know, pushing people to get involved with fan uh, community stuff. Because at the end of the day, if you want to work somewhere in the industry, um, they need to, like, have proof of concept and, you know, it, you can usually accomplish a lot more if you work with multiple people than just by yourself. So, you know, um, there's always, I mean, you guys are, you guys are, are making money. So that's, that's cool. But like sometimes uh, when there's no money involved and people are like, actually, I'm going to bounce. My cat has a cold. See you guys later. And I'm just like, no. Um, that is a joke I make a lot because I have to deal with that. But, you know, it, you go go like you get to learn a lot about uh you know just how the things work when other people can explain like aspects that you don't know by their knowledge and not your knowledge and you know all that fun funness so um so uh i guess next question is because you know as as a horse person um a lot of the game is definitely I would say inspired by like specific fandom. Well, maybe not a lot, maybe like a little bit. I don't know, but there's <laughs> definitely some fandom memes that have made their way in there that are still copyright friendly, but you know, only people are like, only people who know are like, Oh, I know there's a sweetie bot in there. I get it. It's, it's a joke. Exactly. So yeah. uh, how did, how did those kind of ideas happen and how do you like control how much, you know, original, original content and how much like, you know, fun Easter egg content you put in there. So it really started, like every single pony in this game is based on some kind of like MLP reference or like fandom thing from like the Brony community. And it's, it all stems from that pony mod game that inspired this in the first place. Just seeing like, oh, here's what like pony would replace like a Charmander and so on. And then just, like, building off of that sort of idea, like, what are my favorite things? What are my favorite, like, fandom characters? What would they be like as a Pokemon? Right? So, oh, like, Applejack, like, a fighting type, right? But then, like, okay, how do we make this legally distinct? Let's mix her with something. How about, like, a raptor, some sports tape, and, like, a little bit of ninja in there? Sort of like her Power Ponies outfit, right? And then now we have Mm -hmm. a new character. It's like, you can't just take the one thing and then, like slap it on there and say this is a completely original character but like all you did was like put a mustache on it right <laughs> like the amazing one of the biggest feedbacks i got when i put this on steam Greenlight, right that was like the initial attempt at that in like 2017 or 2016 like i got tons of hate on that one like all the people who don't like bronies right and just reading all those comments like i have thick enough skin to like take it in And, like, read through, like, just, like, what seems like blind hatred to, like, actual criticism. There's, like, there's always some nugget of truth hidden in there that made them feel that way. And I try to dissect it the best I can. And, like, the real thing that it was getting on about was, like, the characters weren't original enough. 
Like I had one that looked literally, it was just like the maniac, like straight up. But mm -hmm. since then I've like, okay, let's like take this inspiration of the maniac as a Pokemon, right? But let's add some new elements to it. How's about like some Medusa inspirations, right? Let's make her more snake-like or her. Let's add like one eye instead of these like two big red eyes. Now she has like this whole Medusa snake thing going on. Oh, her thing can be she like she petrifies people. So it's like a paralysis effect in battle. So you can't use the move that turn. Okay, so now I've like created these mechanics, this whole distinct look, this whole new vibe for the character. And now we have Vinerva, which feels like it's completely own thing. But looking mm -hmm. at her, you could still tell like, oh, this guy likes MLP. That's kind of like the maniac. <laughs> but i think it's like one step above like how sonic the hedgehog going supersonic is basically like super saiyan goku but it's like it's it's different enough but i try to go like one step beyond that okay like let's add another like couple inspirations into this mix and then come up mm -hmm. with something can the ponies in your and game then basically every character is designed that way can the ponies in your game go super saiyan Actually, we have a thing called Ultra Transformations. They, uh... So it's like a mega evolution. <laughs> yeah. Well, every pony has like one distinct cry, right? Kind of like in Pokemon, so you could like identify what it is. A bunch of variants on whinnying noises that I can't attempt here. I don't think I have the, the high enough pitch voice for that. But yeah, all the ponies can go into this super cool like transformation sequence and then... They explode and they're super cool looking now. Like Vinerva goes from like standing on four legs to being like lower half of their body turns into a snake and it's like dangling up and like her tentacle hair becomes like so huge she can walk around like Doc Ock. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like you can see the before and after. They look like the same creature, but this is clearly like the beefed up version. And then mm -hmm. they whoop you around. It's very cool. That's neat. Um, I guess my follow-up question is, like, I mean, you don't have to spend too long on it, but, like, is the original, is the game just essentially, like, Pokemon meets Pony? Like, how does the actual, like, layout, like, work and, you know, that kind of vibe as far as just how the game mechanic is? Yeah, so Pokemon plus My Little Pony is the core inspiration here, but this mainly spawned from tons of gripes I've had with the Pokemon series since... <laughs> I think even Gen 5 is when I originally started just, like, conceptualizing my own fan game. Like, here's what I would do differently, right? But, like, yeah, everything's all big talk. Let's see if you can actually pull it off, right? Here I am, like, a decade later still trying. But still, it's the... There's lots of little mechanics in there that are different from Pokemon. So anyone who's familiar with Pokemon would feel like, oh, I got the basics, I can hop right in. But then they discover all these new things... And go like, oh, this actually like addresses like a thing that I didn't even think about that was wrong with the Pokemon. Or like, oh, this makes it more fun. So I'm not just tapping A to win the whole time. So if I were to pitch the, the core mechanics to you. So Battle Gym Ponies is about rapid switching. So you can swap out ponies and attack on the same turn. And swapping out makes you go last that turn. So it's really, it has a more rock, paper, scissors vibe to it where there's no checkmate situations where like you're just guaranteed to lose and you're just pushing A until it happens. In this game, like anything could mix up on a moment's notice and you have to change your whole strategy, which keeps your brain engaged in what's going on on the screen. You're also dealing with how 
every pony has four move slots that are assigned to a specific type of move. So you have your your weaker, your light attack that uses less like mana, because in here we have like an entire mana bar system instead of like each move having a number of times you can use it. So then you have your heavy attack, which uses more of that gem power. And then you have your status attack that doesn't deal direct damage, but it always has some like side effect that can buff or debuff somebody in battle. And then you have your tutor slot, which is like your wild card. And that's where you can teach your pony a move that it can't learn naturally by picking up these items in the overworld and then just having this library of like secret attacks. It's sort of like when a Gyarados can know Flamethrower, that's going to catch somebody off guard. And it's mm-hmm. sort of that sort of surprise deal that makes battles more interesting. And it's always going to be a 3 on v- ah, a 3v3 fight because the idea here is you have one pony that can transform into all these different ponies. Sort of like Ben 10 thing going on here. Where mm-hmm. you're going around collecting ponies for your Omnitrix. So, like, when you get into a wild fight, you can, like, capture that wild pony's signal with some strange sci-fi device. And then if you defeat that pony while, like, you're locked into this state of, like, I caught your signal, my pony, and you are, like, staring each other down. Now you defeat it, now you get its essence, and now you can turn into that pony. And then you're just building up this library of, like, amazing creatures, but you don't have to level each one of them up. One of the main things we got rid of here was grinding. Like, in Pokemon, there's tons of grinding. You gotta run around in the grass forever. Or you gotta, like, (laughs) breed Pokemon like it's a... And it feels like a day job. You're running around with the bicycle, trying to hatch the eggs... Like, somebody's got to know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Or you're just, like, you're spending, like, a week with a spreadsheet, and it's like, where's the game? I just wanted to make the Pokemon fight each other, and, like... This is the ride. <laughs> yeah. And it's just... Dad, when did we get to the ride? This is the ride. <laughs> if Pokemon were real, you know people would be very happy to just breed them. Uh-huh. It'd be like an Uber Eats hustle. And sell them like any other. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect IV Charmander. Don't worry. Don't yeah. you worry. But yeah. Or, or like a drug dealer. Then Jenning. Yeah, Jenning would Want be some like. some pokey, Russ? Yeah, Jenning would be like a practice. Street pharmacist. So like illegal because it's like uh, gene modification or something like that. No uh, GMO Pokemon. Uh, corrupt. So I guess my next question is like, so how, like, when did you put this on Kickstarter? Like, what was the stage you felt like it was ready for Kickstarter? And how, um, how does it work? And how does it consistently work? Because you guys are doing this on a long term basis. So it's, you know, I, I, from what I know, uh, Kickstarter is very like, you know, one and done kind of thing. So I'm curious to see how you divided the, 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 I guess not the money, but like the schedule specifically. So the Kickstarter came about when I was running out of life savings, full disclosure. <laughs> I've been working on this for so long, and then I got laid off during COVID. I had this, like, cushy programmer job, but I live in, like, the cheapest apartment in all of Florida, and I'm just, like, hoarding money, just trying to make this game happen. Like, I wouldn't, you wouldn't believe, like, the tens of thousands of dollars that have gone into this game project so far. And it's just... No, I, I, I believe you. <laughs> good good for you having having the muns from the beginning. For yeah. the most part. <laughs> so when the muns were running out, that's when I was like, okay, like we need a Kickstarter this year or this game dies. It's like, 
I gave it my best effort, like six months of prep, just trying to get this to happen. And then luckily it worked out, right? And now we have this extra like money that I could stretch for a whole year, just like keep the bills covered and just like dead focus on this game, like no distractions, no Kickstarter prep. I'm just like, okay, let's just make a game happen now. And I have a team behind me to help me out with things that should speed things up a lot. We keep like schedule of things using like a program called ClickUp where we could just assign tasks and like there's a to-do list that's ongoing and there's like very detailed instructions on every single thing that needs to be done for the game. And if I were to chart that out right now, like the reason I released a video yesterday about the game being delayed for a year is because like our projections can see this could take anywhere between 12 to 18 months. That's like how many tasks there are left to do. And we have them all detailed out, like estimated down to how many hours we got to spend on it and who's working wow. on it. And I have all these different milestones lined up for every couple months. Like, oh, okay, we're going to get to this build. Then we can release this video to go alongside it. And then we're going to have this feature to show off. And then we're going to test this mechanic and see if we should replace it in the next phase. And just like all these steps are lined out from the beginning so that there's always a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, you're going to wander off a cliff because games can go on forever. Like, I'm pretty sure if somebody didn't stop Notch, he'd still be working on Minecraft, right? Like, there's got to be an end point in mind. And we really want to get this done so that we can work on the next Battle Gym Ponies, right? We want to keep building this up and up and up. Like, playing Legends Arceus made me like so jazzed up like i want a 3d battle gym ponies so bad like to make a game that feels like this but like take it the next step forward because i keep feeling every time a new pokemon game comes out it feels like squandered potential to me it's like if i like all this struggle all these things that i'm doing with like the money that i could scrape up if i had access to those hundreds of billions of dollars I couldn't believe the type of game I would come up with if I had that kind of power. So it's just like, okay, that's that's some long-term, like, pie-in-the-sky dreams right there. Like, let's get to, like, triple-A game status and, like, make some really amazing stuff as a studio. That's, that's the end goal here. So, oh, go ahead. <laughs> so if I can... Sorry. Yeah, I was I was gonna add, you know, a little more to this. Um, in the current state that Yotes is explaining to, that's sort of where we're at now. Over time, a lot of our process has actually evolved as we notice like inefficiencies with them. So if other people are also trying to get involved in projects or like uh, just make their own, it is it is definitely not something that you just sort of pick up and get right away. And it takes a lot of time to, to figure out what works best for you. And it, like, even for us, like the way we do our project is not probably the most optimized way for someone else to do theirs. So it's just a, a little tidbit to remember that like, you're going to find things mm -hmm. that are just wrong and you just so make them better the more yeah, that, you, that... you work on it. Yeah. You know, um, Sounds like a lot like, you know, project management, which is what it is, but, you know. Um, so uh, I guess the follow-up question is now that you've needed more time, like, do you ask people for more money, essentially? Or do you, like, are you still, like, are you just dividing, like, the Kickstarter uh, 
months in like more finite just to you know have a little buffer or how does like how does that process work without like getting too much into your financial business essentially is what i'm trying to not to do <laughs> well it's like as far as disclosure goes like i'm trying to be as transparent as possible like the video we just released today is like me going over okay like we can't ask for a second kickstarter so this one's on me I'm going to see this project. <laughs> like I am willing to go scarily deep into debt to make this happen, to finish this project and like size taking on work and just working on Battle and ponies in spare time. And like together we're putting in like a hundred ish hours a week into this thing. Oh, and it is just $400,000 to work on this project for 12 oh, yeah, yeah. seconds. <laughs> so we're just gonna try to keep afloat and get this thing across the finish line and then face the consequences right this game face better this game better sell because now there's there's a very big punishment at the end of this but hey lucky for us like student loans are getting wiped right that's that'll help me out a bit some of them some, some of them some. yeah uh, there, no. that's like I'm gonna call that like 20k off of how much Battle Japonies needs to make back. All right, we got this. <laughs> we're gonna get thanks, Joe Biden. Yeah, we're gonna get out of trouble. But that's the that's the end goal here. To we even have like a chart of okay, this is how many copies we need to sell to get to this milestone so that we could buy this thing to do this. And it's like if Battle Japonies can reach like 40,000 customers on mobile then we're good to go and we can follow through with our plans to get to the Nintendo Switch, which is where like the real dream lies. Like you wouldn't believe how many people are just waiting for a Switch version of this game to come out. And that's where they buy it. Like, oh, but it's on your phone, you could then now wait for the Switch one. It's like you gotta <laughs> it has to be on a real Nintendo console. And that's every indie's dream anyway, right? To make a Nintendo game. So gotta see gotta get all the way to that point. Before I go dreaming about, okay, now we have real money and we can pay real paychecks to each other and not just like scrounge up money. An IOU. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can have like, oh man, like a real paid team, like a studio actually, with like what? bookkeeping and accountants and whatnot. So fancy. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was just like, um, I, I'm surprised that you guys, um, didn't do like patreon or something because that would you know uh -huh. be a little bit <laughs> we actually do have an ongoing patreon as well as like paypal donations that have been up since 2013 oh okay like, there's actually somebody who's been supporting yotes games since 2013 and like i thank this guy as many times as i can like it feels like having like guardian angels like that truly believe in you like no matter how many times we've screwed up over the years there's like people out there who are still excited and believe in us. And it's like, I got to live up to that. I have to deliver. And it's just very inspirational stuff. Like mm, Guardian angels with the month. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> they're always so like nice. I keep expecting like, oh man, I'm letting everyone down. Or, oh my goodness, they spent all this money over all these times. Like this game was supposed to be out three years ago. But no, they're like leaving comments about like they're proud. They're happy to see this still going. They're happy to see the improvements over time. They're happy that we don't keep them in the dark on anything. And it's just, it warms my heart. It makes me want to keep going and 
live up to all this stuff. We want to be like the next them's fighting herds. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there's so many Kickstarters um, in general. I was going to say these days, but it's always kind of been a thing where they're just like, oh, I'm going to do this 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 animation and then you you collect they collect money and then you never hear from them and like was that a scam that kind of looks like a scam yeah. so you know props for you guys for like at least keeping everyone you know up in the loop and you know still working on everything because that's that's the way it should be you know don't just take people's money people on kickstarter don't be gross like i can't even get behind that mentality like you have a chance at success right here all these people believe in you and you're just gonna like drop that to run off with like however much money you got from that thing can you imagine how much more yeah like you make so much more money if you actually did it than did another one bigger and better like mm -hmm. you could just keep multiplying this but you're over here just trying to like rip people off for pennies wait like, we're actually supposed to pay our developers ay 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 but yeah stuff like that as well as like looking into like professional industries that I've worked in and size worked in and comparing like our workflow to what goes on there and like the people working on it, like how jazzed up we are. Like we have a team of like eight now and it's just, it feels completely different from like a professional work environment, which seems like super inefficient. Like nobody wants to be there. Everyone's giving it minimal effort versus like here people are like, basically volunteering their lives and it's just it keeps building like somebody gets excited and posts what they did in our developer discord and then that inspires somebody else to like oh, okay i can't be outdone let me hear here's this that i made today and then it just keeps stacking and stacking and like we're all fired up to make like the best stuff possible to bring this game to life and every time we hear like oh here's a new piece of music like here's some feedback on it and it's just like wow, this feels like a real game now. And just multiplying that feeling like week after week, like this game feels more and more like a real, legit, like video game experience. Like you could play this on like a Game Boy and it would like fit right in. And that's just a really good feeling seeing it all pile up like that. Oh yeah, I, I bet. Well, and good for your team who's, who's sticking with you, you know. That's... Like we've had a lot of um, people in our since I've been doing the thing um, where they're just like, oh, it's great, you know, again, you know, but I got to go feed my cat, so I can't volunteer anymore, so. <laughs> exactly, like, I'm always being, like, as reasonable as any human could possibly be when it comes to this, because, like, I know that there's no paychecks involved. This is all voluntary. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. Like, please, take rest. I'm the only one who should be working on this like 24 seven and stressing like you come and go as you please like thankfully sorry you stuck around for so long <laughs> I think our newest member is actually bizarre song and he i was going for a commission by his wife sugar morning to get like a picture of our pony to put on our youtube and stuff and then mm -hmm. he was the one accepting the inbox for that and he was like wait this commission you're getting this looks pretty cool do you need, like, music for this game that you're working on? And, like, I get a lot of emails like that, right? Like, oh, I I want to do this thing for your game. I'm like, okay, it's like, is there a portfolio? That's literally, like, my only requirement is just, like, have you done <laughs> things before? Like, and surprisingly, most people, like, they don't. 
they just like have nothing to show for it and just like like I know you want to help me it'll be nice but like there's a lot on the line here and there's, I just, there's a quality bar and it's just I ah uh. so yeah yeah but look you know it's <laughs> bizarre oh, actually don't have time it, to train though. he had the portfolio of like music and I was like this works like this could be like music for our game I got it yes you're, you're in. Welcome to the team. And he was like surprised at how quick that was. I'm like, it's not like this is a professional operation just yet, right? There's no like W-2s involved. So we're just like, can you do a thing? Welcome aboard. Now, oh, now we're yeah, flying. It just, it just reminds me of people that, I mean, all, all the YouTubers always get this. They're just like, hey, you want to collab? And I'm like, yeah. Ha well, do you, have you made videos before? No, I was expecting you to do all the work. Yeah. I'm just like... What? What? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of like that. And it's just like I would like to have like a whole training regimen set up to like get everybody up to speed and like build the skills it takes. But it's just the most important skill is just the tenacity it takes to be working on something on your own free will, like for years on end and like building up a portfolio and like actually loving the thing you're doing. And it's just that can translate into so many different things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a mood. <laughs> um, I don't think I have any more questions. Um, Ty, do you have any questions you want to ask? Just from hearing this, you don't, you don't have to ask questions. Wondering if you had any follow up questions to my question. So, uh, do you guys like, uh, like how, uh, is it already on steam or is it like early access or? So our first priority is getting this game out on mobile. We're finishing the mobile game version that'll be up on Google Play, the iOS App Store, Amazon apps, all that stuff. And then we plan on taking revenue from that to live off of so we can develop a port to Steam. We're calling that the DX edition. And that's what the stretch goals on our Kickstarter was adding up to. And it's all, we actually didn't make enough to get to that finished so we have to rely on the mobile game in order to get that kind of money or maybe our patreon will blow up between now and then but either way <laughs> like the goal is to get that dx edition on steam that's going to be like improved new and improved like how pokemon diamond and pearl came out and then they have platinum which is like the better right. version of the two with all the stuff added in it's going to be sort of like that so it's like a new and improved version of the game we're going to add in all these new modes like a super built-in Nuzlocke mode. I call it oatmeal mode. It's like an ongoing joke that I've had in like the games I've released oatmeal. so far. It's like oatmeal, are you crazy? Because like when you is this like get a, to the is this an inside joke or very inside no, joke? It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a horse meme. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. Ty, come uh, on. It's the horse podcast. It's a horse podcast episode. You got to do a horse. Only the OG bronies remember. How? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, no, I, I'm it with just you, reminds Ty, don't me worry. of like every time I go to a party, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, one of my friends would like if we're passing or another group of friends, he just says really loudly, "Ew, bronies!" and then he leaves. <laughs> well, I think uh... we just came back from Everfree Northwest, and that was like it keeps reminding us like this game has legs. If it was just out, I'm pretty sure it was so well. It's just. Mm -hmm. Getting it in front of people. People need to know it exists, first and foremost. And it's always yeah. good to be reminded of that in person. Because I swear, there is no greater feeling 
And when the little kids come up to play, they're like mesmerized by it. And then they're playing it for like way too long and the parents have to pry them off the machines. That is just the best feeling. Like, yes, that that is what I'm doing this for. Video games. Tearing apart families. <laughs> is the most like pure and honest validation anyone could possibly get. It's like a kid's approval. They don't care about anything. <laughs> They'll let you know. Uh, feels good. Feels good. So I guess my last question is kind of a joke question, but um, is there going to be a KP pony in, in your game? You see, I sneak in references <laughs> to all sorts of things from the Fed. I think you, on one hand, will be disappointed with BGP1, right? There's a character I have in mind <laughs> that had that... Let's imagine Discord as like a legendary boss fight, right? You want to do mm-hmm. justice for that. I'm not doing that in VGP1, but I have like ton. I'm the kind of guy who writes 80 page documents about like plans for a video game before I start on it. And like, that's one of the reasons why, Sayar, you joined me. Like, this guy's serious. Like, there's like detailed notes and structure here. He's actually going to finish this project. So that's why. Yeah, I found I found Yotes to be better oh, yeah. at project management than a lot of the managers that I worked with. So I was like, if I could just and get help him get something for, off the ground, he could run Discord with it. For this thing I have planned, it's a very big event, and I think there's room for cameos, right? Of course there is. I, there's even like tons of brony YouTubers that I've liked over the years that have found their ways into like the naming of a character or like the design of a pony, and it all just has to like mesh together it all has its perfect place and any brony who plays through this game is going to connect the dots and feel like okay this guy was like actually in it in it <laughs> like in the early 2010s like there's some deep cuts that are really gonna really catch people and make them smile well i'm going on record to say that you can you can use the oc you know i i won't i won't come and sue you okay all right just g- give me a typing what would kp pony be doing right like shooting yeah, I electricity don't, i don't really know i don't really know pokemon thing like i i i played pokemon go but like as far as like the old school game let me let me get back to you on that. I, need to, I need a translator yeah. for that you play pokemon go every day <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like I play it like when I'm at cons now because that's when you can trade with people who have things mm-hmm. that you don't have. That's really it. But Anthony um, plays it because he lives in Manhattan and he can play it because there's like fucking all the Pokemon because he lives in one of the most populated cities in the United States. But you know, if you're not in Manhattan, then it's not as fun. You know what they so... really need to do with that game? They need to uh, like. There's this one river around. Uh... Somewhere in South America, I can't remember where it was off the top of my head, but I actually deduced that uh, there's this one river that's where Mew canonically comes from, like just using hints from the games and like the background from one of the movies. They should uh, put Mew around that area in Pokemon Go. That would be neat. A reason to travel the world. Indeed. Ty, you have too much time on your hands. Yes, I did a whole video, like, where I, like, that wasn't even the main focus of it. It was about why Mr. Fuji used to be evil, but, yeah. I will travel across the land, searching for those, a Those are the types of I'm videos now, like, I spend way too much time watching. Like, video essays on, like, obscure video game lore. 
And then I'm always trying to like turn it into productive time. Like I'll sit down and write notes after watching a video like that. Like, okay, how can I incorporate like these types of themes or like these types of like connections and like character connections to my own projects? Like, how can I flesh this world out more? It's really like an extended yeah. writing project. Man, I, I wish, you know, uh, shout out to Riddle. I wish he was here because he's also like knows, you know, like a, a scary amount of, about Pokemon, probably more than you, Ty. And I know you're hinting that you know a lot. Essequibo so, River. Um, That's he... the name of the river. It's the Essequibo River. <laughs> what they really need, another thing they need to do is they need to make like another Pokemon Snap game and People have a region it. based off of the uh, country with the Essequibo River. Guyana. That's it. And uh, then make that the new, like, canonical place of where Mew comes from. That would be really cool. <laughs> Mew comes from Mirage Island? Thank you very much. Okay. Well, in, well in the Pokemon universe, it would be the equivalent <laughs> of... Uh, wait, wait, Mirage Island. Oh That's my god. Not, right? that, too, Mirage too Island is that area yeah. in between the, like... Okay. Yeah, that's uh, oh, yeah. You're thinking, yeah, that was. Right. I'm with you, KP. What is it? It's not it's called Faraway Island. That's it. Faraway Far Island. Island. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Right. Girls, girls, yes. you're both pretty. Let's get it back on. <laughs> Let's end this. But yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, obviously somewhere in the Pokemon <laughs> equivalent of South America. Wild stuff. If we had more time, I would go completely nerd on this, but I don't think we have time for that. No, no. I, I saw well, Riddle's I, history it, of Pokemon. That, that was... <laughs> he knows his stuff. Oh, yeah. He, you know, I just... Usually, um, I'm like, hey, Riddle, what does this mean? And then he'll, like, give me lore, and I'm just like, thanks, Riddle. Like, um, he, he, he told the story on, like, the first podcast where he had, like, you know, um, a whole deck of, like, OG cards that was probably worth 20k, and oh. his mom threw <sighs> them out, or, like, sold them in a oh, garage yeah. or something. I know that feeling. That hurt. Yeah. That hurt Oof. to hear. I love... Yeah, I lost awful. half of my collection. No, I don't. Yotes, if you throw out, if you throw <laughs> out my collection right now, Yotes, that that's like tens of thousands of dollars in those things, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 This guy, yeah. no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Pikachu. put you on blast right now, Sai. Are you all right? I this have like dude every has Pikachu. The second largest Pikachu museum in Central Florida in his home. All right. <laughs> that's that's a lot of Pikachu. <laughs> uncomfortable amount of Pikachu. He's, he said this. <laughs> Prop. I mean, probably like, not he's enough. Beaten, beaten if it's only the second largest a Pikachu car, you can't outdo that. There's just there's so, levels. So, my follow-up question: Am I the first girl that you guys have talked to, or or what? Wow. <laughs> Like like t today, today or just in general. I'm really a girl. I didn't girl know gamer. Girl oh my god! Video games. So where can people find um, your thing to give money to the thing if they'd like to do that or just watch some cool vids or you know whatever there is out there on the internet? All of our stuff. Is found on patreon.com slash yotesmark. And that is where you'll find the entire kingdom here. Battle Gym Ponies, the games we've made before, all of our social medias. You can even just Google us, Battle Gym Ponies or Yotesmark. 
were the only things that pop up there. Made sure of it. <laughs> SEO is, is sure a thing. <laughs> and we and there, there is a demo. Up. There's a new, oh, there's... a freshly patched demo. There is a demo, too. Fresh from Everfree Northwest. And this one, yeah. you can run around in an overworld, collect ponies, get into battles, find items. You can even like interact with a little shop where you could buy these meteorites that turn your ponies into their ultra forms. It's just a fun little adventure that tests out the kind of game vibe we're going for here. So if you play that, you'll see like our vision for this game and where we're going to be taking this over the next year. And if you're on our Patreon, you're going to get up-to-date things on this, like, yeah, as we said, on the, even on a daily basis, like, here's what we're doing. And then every two weeks, here's a big status report. And then every couple months, we do, like, a fancy devlog video for everyone to see and just showing off what we made so far. And uh, where is the demo? Can Is it on the themes or where can people so get? The demo is on itch.io. So itch.io slash yotesmark. That'll take you to where you can find our games. You could also click on any of our YouTube videos, the very first link in the description every time. And that's going to show you where you could download this game. Just start having fun with it. And please, if you have any feedback on it, we're always listening. We take it all super serious and we're trying to eliminate as many bugs as possible to make this super fun to play. Last thing we want is a frustrating experience. Zero out of ten, no no discord in the first the first round. Oh. Uh, yeah, it hurt cutting him for the game, but we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back in style. Maybe he could, uh, like, if you uh, come up with the right idea, you could add him as a secret boss for the deluxe version. Oh no no no! This this is like this is like some box art level. Like Discord deserves the best. Mm. Well, we maybe he could the, be the, the king treatment. Yeah, maybe he could be the final thing for the sequel. Mm hmm. Super cryptic, like he'll be I'm talking like that. WD Gaster levels. Yeah, like leak. This is gonna yeah. be a really cool boss. Gaster, fight. yeah. <laughs> gotta do that justice. The God of Chaos, come on. In line, in line with the the feedback that Yotes was talking about, we are everywhere. Uh, so Yotes can sort of talk more to it, but we're also very active in our community Discord. So the people like talking. Yeah, we're talking to on Discord us, right now. That's this like is so the easiest often way to do, do it. it. Also, shout out to Riddle. If you could have seen him, you here uses Riddle as his avatar on like everything. It's very. We made emojis out of it. Style. I haven't touched base with Riddle in a little bit because I'm trying to let him let him chill. But you know, I I miss Riddle. I wish he was here. He's here with us in spirit. You know, go 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 poke him and be like, hey guys, we miss missed you, Riddle on you know on Twitter or something like that. (sighs) But yeah, all right. And then, if you're new to me, I assume the boys the, the boys will share the podcast if, if if they feel like it. But if you're new to me, um, this is animation communication side podcast to the main content. I love Impossible a lot, a lot. Um, subscribe if you haven't yet, or turn your notifications on if you haven't yet, because we're still around and we're still making shit, even if it's not pony related for the most part. So. Uh, Yotes, have you subscribed and turned your notifications on? Twice, in fact. Oh, is that illegal? Is that against the terms of use? So yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. We're no, twice, outside your house twice right is, now. Twice is better. Okay, okay. We are outside good, good, your good. house right now, and you are under arrest. Ah, uh, leave me alone, Susan. Okay. I'll be on the All right. Uh, 
So again, if um, animation communication with a K is on all of the podcast places and on YouTube on Thursdays, uh, we upload usually once a week-ish. So, but thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. And if you're new, we have a whole thing. We have a whole library of like 70 plus episodes. So get all of your things that you want to learn about animation and, and me blurbering and stuttering all over the place. And I'm so, here to announce that Pixel art animation is good animation. Yes. All right. Drawing ponies yeah. in this paint can turn into a career. I'm living proof. Do it, kids. Yes. Do it. Draw those squares. Yes. <laughs> living proof you can you can go into debt. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I really hope I don't regret this in two years. Let's go. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm, you guys are the kinds I can mess with because sometimes people are like, hey, P, you can't say that. That's rude. I'm just like, have you met me? Like, I don't need, you know. Life's a little short everything. for that type of seriousness. I don't know. <laughs> Cosmic existence is pretty. You know, like, I always think of Plankton who's like, you think this is funny? Well, in the cosmic sort of way, yeah. Well, Mr. Funny Man, <laughs> is this how you get your sick kicks? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening uh, to this episode and uh, do all the things we said. Uh, I don't have a way to collect your money yet, but maybe I will eventually. And um, see you next time on the internet. It's done. Bye everyone. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping the show makes a difference in how people view animation as well as media as a whole, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation and media industry. If you like what you heard, please remember to show support by giving a like, a follow, rating those five stars, as well as subscribing to our main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube and turn your notification on. New episodes of Animation Communication come out every Wednesday at 6 a.m. EST on podcasting platforms and 4 p.m. EST on YouTube. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The KP Podcast for information about upcoming guests, episodes, and more, as well as our hosts, KP and Riddle, at I Love KP a Lot, and at Riddle Lightning on social media. I'm Kat, and thank you for being part of our community. See you next time on Animation Communication. <laughs>